Gardening cats and gators, welcome to Gardening with Cisco. Hey, it's March 16th, and uh, it's starting to feel like spring, eh? Oh my gosh, is it wonderful out there? So this, you, uh, over this weekend and next week, you want to get out and garden like a wild banshee, because we're, you know, we got some really nice weather coming, and you never know what could follow, you know, I mean, Remember January, so it was so nice. Hey, I got a great guest. Before I introduce her, though, what I want to do is say hi to everyone I spoke to. It's been uh, quite a week I've had since uh, Land and Friday uh, on a plane from Nice, France. So, uh, uh, so first of all, I want to say hi to everyone who came to my talk, and what a crowd! at the Airport Garden Center over there in Port Angeles. And that's off on Edgewood Drive there. And, uh, oh, it was really fun. We had an enormous crowd, and I gave a garden talk, and and they let me give away so many great plants there. And then we went back to the nursery, and I signed books. And, uh you know what really impressed me is how many people told me they love that nursery. You know, that's saying a lot. When people tell you that, they don't just say that to somebody like me. You know, when they say something like that, it means you've got a nursery that's really doing a great job, bringing in great plants, has really nice, knowledgeable people. So, uh, And that's our typical local nursery, by the way. So I'm very impressed, though. I thought it was a great place and really had fun. So thanks, everyone, who came to my talk. Hey, and uh, then I, I gave a talk at Lakeshore Retirement Community. And it's right over in Renton, right on the lake. Really a beautiful place and uh, really an enormous crowd in there. So thank you, everyone who came. And uh, I hope you enjoyed your tours and everything after my talk. And I got... All you folks that used to work at Seattle U, and a lot of you that worked with me at Seattle U, I know a lot of you listened to the show. Well, uh, while I was speaking, I was giving away a T-shirt, and I said, who's got a birthday today? It's one of the ways I give away a Gardening with Cisco T-shirt. And uh, this woman next to another woman rose her hand and pointed at this other woman. And uh, she looked vaguely familiar to me, but I couldn't imagine who she is. And then the woman next to this woman said, she was she hired you at Seattle U. I went, Anna Dillon? And sure enough, Anna Dillon was the human resources person in 1978, first day of spring, and hired me to work there. And the first thing she said is, man, you sure had long hair when I hired you. So. <laughs> and it was really fun sitting out and chatting with her about all those old times at Seattle U. I worked there from 1978 until 2002, so uh, it was quite a fun experience for me working there and uh, had a lot of interactions with Anna. She was great. All right, and uh, in case you happen to notice, I was on the King 5 uh, Morning News this morning with Amity and Jordan, and, uh, oh, was that ever fun? And uh, we kind of showed, again, how to try and fix some of the damage on the trees because I am seeing a lot of trees that aren't being cut back right and big stubs sticking out of them. And, 
if you leave like things like that on your tree, you're bound to end up with disease and a lot of problems. So I, uh, I love working with those two. And Jordan, you know, she's the weather person. She said we might get more snow. I hope she was kidding. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, all right. Hey, today, just so you know, I'm going to be at the Peninsula Home and Garden Show. And that is at 3 p.m. over at the Kitsap County Fairgrounds. So uh, I hope lots of you come. I really enjoy uh, speaking out there. And um, so I'm going to be giving away a Gardening with Cisco t-shirt that gets the droves in, I have to admit. I only give away one, though. Okay. (laughs) And one of my books and lots of cool plants, I Drove over to Swanson's this morning and picked out some really neat plants to give away. So uh should be a lot of fun. And just uh, for all you folks up in B.C. that listen to my podcast, I'll be in Squamish Thursday evening up there in B.C. So I'm looking forward to speaking and meeting lots of you folks. And then just a heads up, Sunday the 24th of March, uh, right at noon, I'll be at the Skagit Island County's Builders Association Home Show, and that's at the Skagit County uh, Fairgrounds. So uh, lots going on. You could see where I'm speaking by going to my talks page, and that's 3 o'clock. I'll be out there at the Peninsula Home and Garden Expo, okay? So uh, 3 o'clock today. All right, now I get to have my guest on Someone who I like quite a bit and is just a whiz-bang at keeping things going. Uh, Her name is Kathleen Neal. She's the membership director of Northwest Perennial Alliance. Hey, Kathleen, how are you doing? Hi, Cisco. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Hey, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Are you all cheery with all this great weather we're having? Yeah, my plan is to get out there after this. I know. After your show. Sunday, I am going to be out there. You know, at one of my garden talks yesterday, someone asked me, they go, uh, so uh, should I prune my roses yet? And I said, no, no, it's too early. Then I went, what am I talking about? It's already March 16th, you know. It just hasn't been feeling like that at all. So, uh, yeah, everybody get out and prune your roses. Uh, get those hydrangeas whacked back quick, you know. Hey, so you're the, you're the uh, membership director of Northwest Perennial Alliance. You know, uh, I bet you a lot of people listening to my show right now don't really know what NPA is. Do you mind giving a little description? Oh, sure. Well... MPA is a big nonprofit founded in 1984 by gardeners for gardeners, and we now average around 1,400 members. Um, We have low annual dues, membership dues, and for that, you get these kinds of benefits. Um, One of the most popular is our Open Gardens program, where we, our members open their gardens to other members. And they're free private garden tours every weekend from May to September. And they're and good anyone gardens. anyone can open their own garden. They're really great gardens. So many of them are so good. And, and they just have that personal feel. These aren't gardens that someone paid someone to do. These are almost always exactly. gardens that people do with their love of gardening and the fun of it all. That's yeah. right. And you have gardens from... Everything from those under construction that are brand new to 
completed gardens that are fabulous in every way. And those directories are getting ready to be mailed in April. And so anyone that wants to take advantage of these open gardens can join or renew now at northwestperennialalliance.org. And then other benefits we have, of course, are like other gardening groups. We have classes, lectures, plant sales. Uh, We have discounts at numerous participating nurseries and businesses that are published in the Open Gardens directory. Um, We publish a newsletter three times a year. And uh, we have uh, free or bargain prices on many events throughout the year. We also have neighborhood groups. So you can start one or join one, and then and then you can meet up with fellow garden, gardeners in your own neighborhood. So of the 1,400 members, we are ranged from all over western Washington as well as some eastern Washington, particularly Yakima. Oh, that is so cool. And I want to let people know we've got a link right on the front page of Cisco.com to the Northwest Perennial Alliance. So you could click on that and it'll take you to their website. You can learn all about it and find out how to sign up. And one of the things that you have that I just love to tweet a lot of is the open open gardens that you hold every year. Not the open gardens, the, the uh, study weekend, plant study weekend. Oh. But listen, we're going to make people wait a second before we tell them about that, all right, Kathleen? Because okay. I have to take a break. So we come back, we'll tell you about the, uh, the uh, plant study weekends, which are so fun. You can't believe it. And we'll tell you about a memorial lecture coming up very soon that you won't want to miss either. So we'll be right back. I'm talking to Kathleen Neal from NPA and... Uh, Right back, 97.3 Cairo FM. Now, you betcha, this is Gardener with Cisco, and we're talking to Kathleen Neal from the NPA, one of my fav- favorite organizations, and we're just going to tell about the uh, plant study weekends, and I think they're just great. Yes, and um, before I touch on that, can I, I skip something I oh, wanted to say? Yeah, you betcha. Sure. Um, that the MPA is known for maintaining the border at Bellevue Botanical oh, yeah, Garden, yeah, yeah. and we view it as our gift to visitors near and far. And we also uh, use it as a learning, hands-on learning uh, for our members so that especially new gardeners can volunteer in the, in the border and help, and then they learn. So it's one of, and then the BBG, Bellevue Botanical Gardens, is free to everyone. And one of the reasons we have a lot of events there is because we partner with them and have access to their facilities. That is and such... As far as that is so great, though. That uh, border over there is like the fantastic border of all of Washington. It's just amazing. So, yeah, you got to go amazing. see that. <laughs> yes, and it's free. Yeah. Um, and as far as Hardy Plant Study Weekend goes, 
That is an event of a lifetime. You need to do it if you've never done it. And uh, so it is available to members. Um, and then we host it every four years. And our year was last year. We partner with uh, other plant organizations in Oregon and, and British Columbia, and they're on alternating years. This year it's Hardy Plant um, Society of Oregon in Portland. And the thing about the Hardy Plant Study Weekend, it's very intense. It's about four days of lectures, seminars, uh, and touring gardens throughout all of Puget Sound in kind of a logical way. Um, it, you could say it's tiring, but and then but it's just fabulous, and we always get great speakers and have lots of wonderful events. Yeah, I've really enjoyed the ones I've gone to, and I'll tell you what, it's it the gardens you see are fantastic, and uh, it's just really a good time. There's always some kind of big party involved that's a lot of fun too, and um, you'll learn a ton and have a great time, and there's nothing better than that. Now. What does it cost to become a member for NPA? Our annual dues uh, for an individual are $40, 50 for a household, and 80 for a business. The only exception is we do charge $5 extra beginning March 15th. So that was yesterday. And that is only because we have to mail out this our open gardens directory, which is very big and very beautiful, but uh, we have to mail it separate from our bulk mail if we don't have our members signed up by March 15th. But then it's only a $5 surcharge for the extra yeah, which... mailing cost. But, so for that price, you get all of this, including that open gardens directory. And then they can go at their leisure every weekend, grab a friend, and uh, they can plot out which gardens they want to see on which weekends way ahead of time, read what the individual gardeners said about their gardens. It's wonderful. And yep. it's not so big. You get to talk to the gardener. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the other thing is that you've got them in different parts of town. So, you know, if you're way down in the south side of Seattle, you don't have to drive way up to top of Lake Washington or something to see some gardens. There's, there's, they're located all over the place. So it's always That's right. easy. And we try to group them together as, so that there can be several gardens open in each area. So each weekend there's multiple uh, areas where yeah. you can go to visit gardens. This is just great. Well, listen, we don't have much more time, but you've got the NPA Nicolay Memorial Lecture coming up. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Well, for the first time, we're having a film instead of a lecture. Oh, that's right. And it's called, it's the, it's the Five Seasons, the Gardens of Pia Udolf, who many people may have heard of, but those that haven't, he um, is renowned for designing many public gardens, including New York City's High Line and the Lurie Garden in Chicago's Millennium Park. And the documentary is gorgeous. It redefines gardens as works of art themselves. And then also, for those that don't know, some of those who have worked on those uh, big public 
installations are working now on designing Seattle's new waterfront gardens for the viaduct. So I've heard, I've never seen this film. I've heard that it's one not to be missed. Wow. That sounds really good. It's Sunday, March 24th at noon for a plant sale. It'll be small, that plant sale. And uh, the film starts at 1 p.m., and oh. then in addition, we have our MPA spring plant sale coming up Sunday, April 9th, April 28th, and it's 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and there'll be many specialty nurseries there, and you can shop for hard-to-find plants and also plants um, that we'll be selling from the MPA border. Oh, too cool. And that's, that's over at the Bellevue Botanical Garden. Yes, all of these events are at um, Bellevue Botanical Garden, which is um, at 12001 Main Street, Bellevue. Great. Well, listen, I think you folks are just doing the best job ever, and uh, I I just want to let everybody know it's a really great organization. If you want to get into gardening and really have fun, get to know a lot of people who love gardening, see great gardens and learn and have fun. This is the way to do it, the NPA. So don't forget, there's a link right on the front page of Cisco.com. Kathleen Neal, all right, I know that you are just uh, chomping at the bit to get out there in the garden. So (laughs) (laughs) I need to. (laughs) All right, well, you better eat a big Brussels sprout casserole for lunch before you get out there. You're going to need the energy. So, (laughs) Well, I do love my Brussels sprouts. All right. That's why you're such an intelligent woman. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Kathleen, thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it. See you later. I appreciate the opportunity. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a break. So Janet's in here. We're going to let you know everything going on locally in our area. And I'll be right back after that. I'll be taking your phone calls. One triple eight nine seven three Cairo. One two one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Back after this. All right. Hey, uh, we're going to go talk to Gala in Friday Harbor. Hey, Gala, how's it going? Hey, Cisco, it's going well. It's a beautiful, beautiful day today, and uh, it looks like spring. Oh, how do you get better than that, eh? Hey, not much. You're going to be up here next month, too. Oh, boy, I can't wait. I love coming up there to speak. That is so fun. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is, and I I'll, I'll, won't take up much time, but my question, I have about an 18-year-old uh, Chinese wisteria. It's the white one. Uh-huh. And uh, the people that I bought my house from planted it on a trellis that's attached to the house. Well, it's eating the house. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, so have, we have to reconstruct a new system for it. How far down can I prune it? It must have a trunk that's, oh, shoot. Six inches diameter, eight inches. Oh, boy, you got a honker there. That's an old one. I do. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, with with wisteria, according to theory, Mm -hmm. you should be able to cut that baby down to two inches from the ground. Oh, gee. 
Now, I'm hoping I'm right. <laughs> so am I. I'm 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 ninety percent sure it'll come back. It's healthy and strong, right? Oh yes. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing now. So yeah, you should be able to cut it down to there. And it's mm-hmm. gonna take a little while to come back, so don't panic, you know, but it'll start. And when it does, it's gonna come back with a vengeance. And okay. uh you're gonna have I actually counted how many came back when I cut one down that far once. Twelve billion nine hundred and forty-two uh, tendrils grew up, and uh, so so the thing is, I would only allow three or four. To, okay, and I would just keep cutting the others down. It'll be a lot of work for a long time. You'll be doing it, but if you do that, you'll have control over this thing, and then okay. you. You know, let those grow to the top, cut those. Then mm-hmm. whatever structure you're going to grow this on, only three, probably three or four, wound around each mm-hmm. uh, side structure. And uh, and then right. what I do is I go out and cut the uh, tendrils after they grow about six inches long. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they normally bloom in May. And then right. they start to put out that growth. And if you do that, you keep cutting those back to about six inches, uh, okay. what you'll get is you'll end up with those will be uh, flowering spurs because all that energy that would have gone into those long, long tendrils right. is right in there. And, boy, do you get the flowers. Usually within four years, it's blooming again. Okay. No, we can cut it at about five feet up, so it should oh, okay. be okay. Yeah, I think that'll be fine. I'm not sure what that's going to end up looking like or anything, but I do it. And then if mm. it just looks horrible, you can always cut it back farther. So, All right. Well, thank you. I just didn't want to destroy it, but it is eating the house, so I have to do something. Yeah, you know, I, I always like to warn people about wisteria. You know, I've got one, as you probably know, I've got one on my uh, trellis over my patio, and it's right by yeah. my house, right by the garage. I am up there pruning that four times a year, trying to keep it from pulling the roof off my garage, my neighbor's house, and my house. <laughs> I can't go on vacation anymore in the summer, you know. <laughs> Wisteria Patrol. Oh, man, that's the truth. That that thing does these things to me just to make me mad. I know it does, so... <laughs> But, boy, it sure is spectacular when they're in full bloom they're in May. I do have another one that was planted properly, and it's on six bys. I mean, it, this thing is big. It's on six oh, by man. Six. Wow. Yeah, they get big. And so, yeah, I'm hoping you're building a really strong structure for this thing, you know. That's Absolutely, the key. And thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for the call. And, hey, uh, say hi to me when I'm up in Friday Harbor, okay? Absolutely. Cool as can be. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Okay, well, we don't have time to start another talk right now. I did get an email I thought I'd quickly mention from... Oh, okay. Hey, Patricia, we'll beat you right after the break, okay? Thanks. And uh, I just wanted to mention an email quick that I got from Charlene, and she has a... She said a very tall Alaska cedar that's leaning... And she wants to know, do I need, should I have someone come out and look at this? Is You know, is it going to fall? I don't want to lose the tree. Probably you do want to have someone come out and look at it. If you love the tree, have a certified arborist come out and take a look. 
But I'll give you a quick, quick tip for everybody that has a tree that's leaning and they're worried about it. If the tree leans and then aims straight back up, it means that it either uh, bent out to catch the sun or it fell, it started to slip a long time ago and straighten itself back out. Those are usually fairly secure. Now, I'm not guaranteeing it or anything, but it means that the problem happened a long, long time ago and they're still in there secure. If the tree is straight as an arrow, but it's leaning on an angle, you got a problem. Have a certified arborist get out there pretty quick because somebody needs to look at that tree, uh, you know, because trees and roofs are not a good combination or on people. All right, listen, Patricia, we will put you up next when we come back over in Redmond. And uh, we probably have time for another caller in the last section of the show, caller two at the most. So one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six one triple eight nine seven three Cairo. Hey, back after this on ninety seven three Cairo FM. Hey, let's go to Redmond and talk to Patricia now. Patricia, how are you? So you're still my most favorite handsome guru. Oh, la, la. I saw you on the news this morning, and I'm with you. No more snow. No more snow. Boy, am I with you on that one. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I have two questions. First of all, um, lots of things died, but the buttercups are thriving, and I don't oh. like using Roundup, and I'm getting too old to dig them all out. And I use a lot of white vinegar on lots of things, but it doesn't work on buttercups. Got any other ideas? Well, you know, Roundup doesn't either. And and the other problem is that buttercup, it spreads two ways. So it spreads underground yeah. and uh, with seeds. So, even, you know. know. You can't if they <laughs> and they form no seeds so fast you can't even uh, tell. You know, there's no there's no poison out there right now that works with that stuff. Oh, um, okay. I'd okay. stick Here's, with the vinegar. That's what uh, I only I, get a little of it in my garden. You know what the problem is, your ground's too wet. Oh. Yeah, see, buttercup okay. loves wet ground. Oh. So if there was oh, anything that's you good to, Yeah, if that's you could good to know. If you could dry that soil out by putting in some kind of a drain or something, then you can okay. beat buttercup. But otherwise, uh, find a plant with a nice blue flower that blooms at the same time. <laughs> oh, it's hard to get rid of that stuff. Oh. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, I have a four-way Japanese plum tree that I've had for a couple of years, and it's in a pot that's about one of the big giant pots, 18 by 18. I tend to run out of room in my yard because uh, I planted so much just like you. <laughs> so I have a place to put it now, okay. but it's covered with buds. My question is, is it going to hurt the tree if I take it out and plant it now and I lose all those beautiful plums that might come? Well, that's a... I, should I leave it in the pot until fall and then plant it? Well, you don't have to wait till fall. If it were me and I had to do this, because it's not going to be easy to get that plant out of that pot. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to 
lay it down on its side, take a, a really long pruning saw right. or some other tool like that and work your way around the side of the pot. Just keep going around in the ground until mm-hmm. you can, without really having to pull on the trunkery and get it to come out. So you're going to have to do a lot of root damage. Yeah. So I think you could get away with doing this after it's done blooming. But, you know, just this year to play it safe, if you could keep it alive in there and growing well all summer, I do it in the winter time uh, okay. when the plant's totally dormant, just to play it safe. Because I'm afraid what it'll take to get it out of there is going to do enough damage that it could make all the buds fall off. So um, we'll wait until next winter. We just had winter last week. But, yeah, boy, um, isn't that the truth? Um, I can't do it in fall after but, all the plum. After I've picked all the plums. Well, you probably can. I I think you could. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just that if you do if you do do a lot of damage to it, you might not get almost any flowers the next year. Oh, so I if see. you do it oh. when it's dormant, it's like it's bare root. Then it's a lot easier. You don't want to break the pot, I take it. Well, I'd like to keep it, but it won't kill me. It won't. It's fine if I break if, it. I I care about the tree more than the pot. If you have, if you're willing to break the pot, you could do it any time you want. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, this is good. you're not going to do hardly any harm to the roots at all if you do that, and then you'll need to scrape the roots a little to to get some of those outer ones moving outward. But that's yeah. about all you're going to have to do, and uh, you could pop that in the ground, and it won't even know it moved. Is that right? Yep. Wow, this is good to know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sure Izzy was happy to have you back home. Oh, Izzy was so happy. I've, <laughs> I've, I've never been licked so much in my whole life. I don't need to take another bath for a month. <laughs> I know when I'm gone for two or three hours, my puppies act like I've been gone for six weeks. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Yes, uh, it is. Nothing like anyway, a pup. thank you very much again for all your help. Thanks, Patricia. Great call. Bye. All right, Lisa, I don't have too much time, but I'll do my best. Welcome to the show. Hi, Cisco. Thank Hi. you. Love you. Okay, I'll get to the chair. I have uh, several mature rhododendrons in our courtyard that are encroaching into our patio. They're probably about 15 tall, 15 foot tall. I was going to have an arborist come and trim them. Is that a safe thing to do? And how much can you trim them? And what time of the year? Should we do it now or should we wait? Wait until after they bloom because if you trim them now, you're going to hardly have any flowers. And if I don't care about that, can we do it now? You can do it now and and get this. You could cut. A whole nine yards to one inch from the ground if you wanted to, and they'd come back with no problem at all. Wow. You can cut a rhododendron anywhere where there ever was a leaf because there's little hidden buds under those. And on a rhododendron, if you look at a baby rhododendron, there's leaves on every uh, quarter inch. So literally you could cut... A uh, 50-foot rhododendron, if it's healthy, to one inch from the ground, and it'll come back so fast you won't believe it. Wow. So, yeah, you want to... So trim it, we'll have, a, we'll have leaves this summer? 
Oh, yeah. You'll have plenty Heck, of yeah. leaves this summer. And, okay. you know, if you get someone good that knows what they're doing and everything, then they'll they'll prune it to make it look really attractive for you. And, uh, yeah. and then it'll put out, so you want to do it normally, you want to do it right when it's done blooming because then roadies put out new growth and set the buds for next year. And, okay. uh, but you know, if you don't want to wait that long, you can have someone do it right away and they'll, you know, someone knows what they're doing. They'll make it look fantastic. They'll thin it out and uh, you'll still get tons of flowers next year, but you probably won't get too many this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you said wait to prune roses? Uh, no, prune roses right now. Right I'm doing now. mine okay, tomorrow. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go to battle with the roses and the hydrangeas. They both need pruning right away. And hydrangeas, yeah. I yeah. had a baby in October, so my garden looks awful. It's so behind. So I have a lot of work ahead of me. You and me both. <laughs> oh, la, la. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you, Cisco. I appreciate it. Thanks for your call, Lisa. Bye-bye. And hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Hey, by the way, you've been hearing me talk about Chihuly, that that beautiful garden uh, filled with plants and beautiful glass artistry. Go check that out. It's fantastic. I will be making an appearance there. We're working out when I'm going to do that soon, so I hope lots of you come when I'm there because... I just love the Chihuly uh, Gardens there at the Space Needle. Hey, all right, everybody. You know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be over at uh, the um, Kitsap County Fairgrounds at 3 o'clock today. I hope oodles of you come because it's going to be a lot of fun. Brian, thanks as always, my good friend. I appreciate all your hard work. Okay, everybody, don't forget, take your puppy for a walk, do lots of gardening, and eat your Brussels sprouts. See you next week. Bye-bye.